Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Quick Time the Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us once again. We got the usual suspects here again, Brandon Anderson, along with Jason North. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, Jason, how was your week? It was, uh, it was nice. I mean, you know, didn't get blown away last night, so that was always good. But um, other than that, it's been good. Watching a lot of racing, been watching a lot of NASCAR, and and uh, getting repeatedly beaten at Tony Stewart sprint car racing by my nine-year-old son, but you know, I'll, I'll get over that. Yeah, how's that? How's that going for him? You get that go kart yet? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can hear, we got the dogs all riled up, but uh, that's the uh, one of the benefits of uh, recording at a home studio. So. Yeah, you know the the uh, worldwide headquarters. Here, overlooking Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, so we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we want to make sure, um, if you like the podcast, make sure you share it out. That's going to be the best way to get this out to the masses outside of Lincoln and the Omaha area. So, Yeah, check us out at uh, quicktimepodcast.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, twitter.com slash quicktimepod. Yeah, and there's also a Facebook page. I don't think I have it set up with the URL yet, so just... Uh, Search Quick Time Podcast or check out Jason's or my Facebook page. We share out anytime we post a new episode. So yeah, absolutely, it's out there. If you can't find it, it's your fault. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we got a uh, a guest tonight. We got Stan Caesar, the announcer at I eighty Speedway, also the announcer for the Nebraska three sixty Sprint Series. They're finally opening up uh, here in Nebraska. They had one race, but that was in South Dakota. But the Nebraska three sixty Sprints are back in Nebraska. Yeah, it's a great thing. You know, it's it's good to be back at home. I-80's kind of, I don't know, I guess maybe call it their uh, de facto home track, you know, so it's where they've probably run most of their races. And uh, it's, you know, I-80 has become, I think it's become a pretty decent sprint car track for the size it is. You know, sometimes it was, before it was maybe a little bit like those long tracks are, but now there's been some fantastic races. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, the Konsiskis have done a great job with that facility. Every time I go out there, it's a good time, and yeah, they, they've hosted a lot of the 360 races lately. They kind of stepped up in this area once uh, the 360s were dropped from the Eagle program, so. Not to mention they've, you know, been willing to host World of Outlaw shows, and so definitely, you know, definitely uh, sprint cars fit in the program over at I-80. Yeah, yeah for sure. To make an effort. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's uh, jump into our shout-outs of the week. Uh, I want to thank uh, and give uh, Roger and the Eagle staff a huge shout-out. It's been three weeks of racing. All three weeks have been really good. Great crowds. Uh, hats off to Roger and the staff out there. It's a good thing. You know, they've had so much to go go, uh, go up against, you know, with all the restrictions and that. And, and you know, really for the most part, at least from our end, it, it's been pretty flawless. And so I, I hats off to all of them. It's a lot of work. I talked to Roger before the races and just asked him how it was going. He just kind of gave me a blank stare. Like, you know, he's just hanging on for the ride, but yeah, for he's sure. doing a good job. Yeah. Every time I see Roger, man, he has that just worn outlook. You can tell he's busting his ass to put on the shows out there. Absolutely. And, and has for, you know, what, 12 years now? Yeah. 14, like 14 years. Jason, you got a shout out? Yeah. My, my shout out's going to be kind of a hard luck award, uh, to Gunner Pike after coming in second the previous week, uh, 
got into a little bit of contact in the heat race and flipped and got uh, more air than I've probably seen in about 10 years. Yes, so. yes, he definitely got up there. I mean, I haven't seen a car get up at the height of that catch fence in a long time. No, I haven't seen anything like that, I think, since, like, uh, I think Jack Dover when he got up in turn two uh, in, like, 2010. Yeah, for sure. I mean, last time I saw anything get that high was uh, at the Race Saver Nationals when uh, John Ricketts tire bounced as high as the, uh, <laughs> the light poles out there. I've never seen anything go no, that high no i haven't either but um fortunately he was all right um you know obviously some damage but no obviously uh parts can get fixed and that's yeah that's good to sure. see gunner pike you know yeah. unfortunately getting a, a rough taste of the the dark side of sprint yes. car racing welcome to, welcome to sprint car racing gunner <laughs> friday night at i us 36 speedway in uh osborne missouri they had the reschedule of the budweiser shootout Mother Nature won that one again. Mother Nature is is batting a pretty high average this year, whether it be uh, you know diseases or, or rainouts, especially down in the Missouri area. So that sucks. And I know they've been, you know, and thing is, US 36 has been really making some efforts to try and get that show going. They tore up the whole track after having a really bad track, you know, for the first night and are really, really making an effort to to get that place up to be a top facility yeah and that that budweiser shootout has always been one of their premier races i remember back when it was a 360 race with the ascs midwest so uh, yeah they're gonna try it again uh it looks like july 3rd give it another go so hopefully uh and i know in. you know and chance you know chance are they're gonna have a pretty good uh nebraska contingent going down there they've got lots of guys that are just finding their way down there on any friday night so hopefully they'll have plenty of uh plenty of cars out there it should be a good show if you haven't if you haven't been to US 36, it's it's worth going. It's a racy little bull ring. I'd say just slightly smaller than Eagle, but very uh maybe even more banked. It's it's really tight, it's fast. It it races can be a lot of fun there. Yeah, a race is always great there. I mean, my my biggest thing was it's three and a half hours from Lincoln. And normally when I go, they've had really shitty car counts. But recently I think they've been on the upscale on that one. So hopefully uh with this Budweiser shootout they'll get a get a healthy field of cars out there. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for it. It's it's good to have, you know, lots of three oh five or lots of sprint car action going on close by. Yeah, definitely. And moving on to Saturday, uh friend of the show, Tyler Drukey, he picked up another feature win. He is on a definitely hot start there. Mike Boston rolled in in the second position and Tyler Grossenbacher. Doing what champions do. They finish up high and uh, collect those points. You know, I I hate to admit this. I was standing down turn three taking photos, and it wasn't until about three laps left that I realized Tyler was actually leading it. So, <laughs> But they ran that thing most of the way through. I don't know if they had a yellow flag or if they only had one. But um, Tyler was Tyler was running on a rail. Yeah, Tyler definitely was running, uh, doing the Tyler thing on that high, high line, pounding it off the wall. Josh Riggins led most of that race, if I recall right. And, he did. And once he got passed by Tyler, I don't know what happened or if the, he just kind of lost his uh, line a little bit or you know got frustrated or whatever, and he kind of rolled back. I think yeah. he finished in the top five still. but Yeah, fifth or sixth, something like that. But I know I had I kind of had my eye on that, and then I saw Boston get around him, and then I finally realized that uh, Tyler was still <laughs> was, was actually the one leading. Yeah, so. I had to look at the scoreboard a couple times. Once, <laughs> once, once those cars get in lap traffic, man, it's hard to keep track of who's leading what. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sprint car racing for you. But it was a uh, it was still a good race though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. won it by about half a second. So yeah, still definitely. a good show. And normally I don't want to talk about points three weeks in the season, but we're three weeks in and we're a third away through the season. So uh, thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah, 
you know, I haven't, I haven't experienced anything like this since, oh, I don't know. I think it was the nineties. I think we had so many rainouts. It was like 93 the year they had all the big floods here. And I think that we ended up getting nine races in, in the entire season. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that was, and, but you know, back then it was just, there wasn't any sort of effort to try to fill it in rain dates, anything like that. It was, I think John Gerloff won like six of them or something like that. So yeah. Speaking of points, Trevor Grossenbacher is leading the points uh, with 112 points. Only one point ahead of Adam Gillian. Uh, Tyler Drukey is in the uh, rounding out third with Mike Boston and Jason Danley rounding out the top five. This could be fun. I mean, usually, you know, nobody kind of gets that gets that space until the end. But uh, I mean, I would not be would not surprise me at all if, if this didn't come down to two to three drivers on the final night. Yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to all end up to see who. Uh, who runs all the shows? I mean, with uh, some traveling coming up, you got Belleville, their big race coming up. This also runs on a weekly points night at Eagles, so it depends on who's going to run the full schedule, I guess. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Stu Snyder was leading the points going into it, and he took the night, uh, went to Knoxville. Yeah, he ran Knoxville with the 360. Uh, probably try and shake that thing down for the big 360 race at I-80 coming up. That would, yep. And, uh, you know, and you're going to find guys doing that. They're just going to start running their own show, but... um it, it's still it's going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good point race at Eagle Raceway. Yeah, definitely. Um, some news. Uh, there has been a rule change in the Race Saver Nationals. Uh, it used to be you had to run three IMCA races to qualify for the big show on Labor Day weekend at Eagle Raceway. But with all the uh, the cancellations due to COVID and whatnot, they are going to say no minimum. So anybody can enter this race. So are we going to see any 360 or 410 drivers? I wouldn't be surprised to see some. I think you're going to see a few guys jump into, you know, somebody's car, maybe a guy that isn't um, always, you know, maybe somebody that's learning or I I hate to, I'm not trying to insult them, you know, kind of, I don't want to say a field filler, but you know, maybe a guy who's not quite up front, but has some equipment and get somebody to jump in and drive for him. And I like that they're doing this, you know, not, they have to remember this is, you know, people have to remember this is a national event. So a lot of these places haven't had a chance to run at all. Yeah. And so it gives them a chance to get out and uh, just anybody that wants to show up can show up. And as we know, you know, this tends to be a, a huge show. So lots of cars from all across country. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a great show. If you've never been out there, um, I don't know why you're listening to us. If you haven't been out there before, <laughs> because uh, yeah, we Eagle raceways are home and uh, it's, it's a great weekend. You know, you got uh, three nights of racing. Um, even Thursday night practice is worth just, if, if you are a racing junkie and just got to get some racing in yet, they, um, they do race, they qualify for the race champions, yep, race the champion heat races are on that practice night. So. Yep. So they got practice, uh, race champion qualifying. It's a uh, cheap to get in. So just get a little bit of, you know, speed fix India. And then you got three nights of racing, two full complete shows. And then the, uh, feature night. Yep. The re-rack restack feature night. And plus you got Dr. Danger. Well, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't want to I miss Doctor Danger? Who does not want to see a guy sitting in a car getting blown up? Yep, or uh, jumping in a school bus that I don't think any kid would want to be in, and uh, jump that thing through uh, three other school buses. I, you know, I it takes a special kind of person to do that, and I am not that person. Neither am I, <laughs> but I sure will watch it and uh, be in awe the entire time. Yeah, the it's the the blasts. I think one time, I think we were all standing there, and I think when they had like the suit. A fire or whatever. I don't think anybody expected it to like explode. Yes. Because I think all four of us shooting photos were, were, I think we were all looking at each other. Okay. Did you, did you even catch one of them? Because I think, yeah, we were all I know. Shaking. And you, you all jump. <laughs> you know it's coming. Yeah. And then you still jump. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's worth watching. It's, it's If you love watching a lot of races, there are a lot of races going on. Yes, it's definitely a good time. So I yeah. highly recommend it. Hopefully we can get someone from Eagle on the show you know, before that race, and we can talk about a preview a little bit. That would be great. So Roger Racine, if you guys want to jump on, by all means, we're here. Yeah. Speaking of the SSN, uh, they have released their remaining uh, schedule for the year. It sounds like they may add a few shows, but uh, it looks like on July 2nd and August 6th, they will be going up to US 30 Speedway in Columbus, Nebraska. And then on July 3rd and August 12th, they are at US 36 in Osborne. That July 3rd race, once again, is that Budweiser shootout. I'm kind of curious to see uh, no Eagle shows on that schedule. This surprises me. I, I figured you would have at least seen one or two um, Eagle shows to, you know, just kind of represent the home track where it's at. So I would have liked to have seen a few Eagle shows or at least, a, you know, kind of a co uh, you know, kind of a co-sanctioned yes. sort of event. Um, you know, Knoxville does those kind of things, or, you know, they'll have, like, you know, whether it be the Outlaws or somebody big there, and they say, okay, well, y'all got to show up anyway. But I would I would like to see just a mix there, and maybe even throw a little little extra purse on top of it, make it, make a little miniature event out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and once again, like I said, they could add more shows. Wouldn't so be surprised we, we could see, see an equal show. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see another one. All right, so uh, why don't we get Stan Caesar on, and... uh Review that 360 show at I-80. Sounds like playing. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates. Deep Tim. Oh, they wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but shit, I wanted to win. Hey, come here, come here. Come here, come here. Pisser. Piece of shit. All that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. All right, on the phone now we have Stan Caesar. He's the voice at I-80 Speedway. You also know him as the voice of the Speedway on many social media platforms. Uh, legend in his own right. Stan, how's it going? I'm good. How, how about you? Good. We're doing good. good. We're doing good. Good, good. So uh, we got a big race coming up. We finally see the Nebraska 360s back at their home track at I-80 Speedway. Uh, kind of give us a little rundown of what we expect to see out there this weekend. Boy, it's it's uh, it's been kind of a tough year, you know, between the pandemic and some bad weather and stuff like that. Uh, uh, first part of the season, you know, Better than better than halfway through the season, I think is has already been bagged for one reason or the other. They they did get a race in up at Park Jefferson on the twenty third, and uh, for no surprise, Jack Dover picked up the win. Uh, Christopher Martin, Jason Martin, uh, Lee Gross, you know, good race. Had a good field of cars up there, and uh, like I said, it was a good race. And, and coming up this weekend, it'll be the first uh, first chance we have. We've already had a few of them canceled out at I eighty, but It'll be the first race for the home track and expecting a good field of cars. You know, they got the Jackson nationals going on, uh, but that'll be for mostly four ten guys. But I think, uh, I think we're still going to have a good field for the Friday night portion out at I 80. And then uh, Saturday moves up to Shelby County speedway. And uh, you know, the high banks up there, it's one thing about that place. It is a really fast track and I've, I haven't seen the sprints up there yet, but uh, look, kind of look forward to it this uh, Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned that Park Jefferson race. We had 42 entries out there. I mean, it was co-sanctioned with the MSTS series. But I would expect to see a lot of those guys back here at I-80 on Friday night. Yeah, most of those guys like I-80. I expect to see Bickett and Lee Gross maybe if you don't have a 410 in for that deal and going up to uh, going up to Jackson. And I don't know what they're running for support classes. I don't think they're running 360s. I know they're doing some 305 stuff in that, but uh, – uh, like I said, should be a, should be a pretty good show. They 
those guys usually they they kind of support one another you know uh, a lot of the nebraska guys don't really travel but but the ones that do always always make those co-sanctioned races for sure and even go to just some of the standalone msts races they got a good organization up there and uh uh they got a couple tracks now to race at on a regular basis so it's pretty good for the guys up north well stan tell us um you know one thing that people forget now that you are a car owner of a of a sprint car and some people don't know that but you know i I think those close to it do what's uh what's life like as a sprint car owner oh you know i mean gosh i i've always liked to tinker you know i've always had had race cars of some sort you know and stuff and we were we were pretty, pretty well invested in racing when my son was doing the road racing. And, uh, you know, we got all the way up to the national trans amp series and, and traveled and did that deal. And, and, uh, I think we could have been a top 10 in points, except we missed the last couple of races. He was out of vacation time and money was a little tight and traveling clear to road Atlanta and, and VIR down in Virginia and stuff like that. But, uh, the Midwestern races we went to, we had pretty good finishes and, uh, you know, we were, we were the guys that were there in a, in a 24 foot trailer in a, you know, in a lot full of semis, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now your driver, Cody Ledger, man, he's a pretty good shoe in his own right. Uh, does he have what it takes to, uh, you know, top Jack Dover and Jason Martin and possibly Matt Jewel at ID this weekend? Well, you know, he's, he's the guy that, that, you know, you, you look at the Nebraska 360 deals and you got to You can probably count on one hand, who's really got the realistic chance and he's got one, he's one of them, you know, uh, gosh, Jack, Jack is incredible. Uh, Jason Martin, nobody realizes the experience and how long Jason Martin's been around because he started so young, you know, he was racing with the world of outlaws as a teenager and he was a B main guy and he could sneak in once in a while, you know, and, and make the A main, but, but gosh, traveling up and down the road with those guys for a number of years, he learned an awful lot and uh, he's in a good ride now with those guys. Uh, uh, you know, Bernie and, and, uh, 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 gosh, Dave, Brent Morris and, Brent Morris, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and they got, they got good motors and, uh, you know, he's going to be a player, uh, Ryan Roberts, when he gets back, back up and running and stuff like that, he's always good drought. You can never count him out. You know, Cody's right in that mix there as well. And I think, you know, on any given night and as was proven last year at the, at the, the season ending race you got uh birch birch dropped his 360 into trevor grossenbacher's car you know grossenbacher's a former nebraska 360 champion mm-hmm. yeah tyler drukey bolted his seat into craig bolts's car and ended up winning the thing yeah. and uh and uh, joey danley's been driving for you know gary swenson you know and uh so i think that's kind of a permanent ride so you know the futures are really pretty good uh it just it, and it and it's great what it evolved into. You know, we were when we first put this thing together, kind of there was a there was an organization, a, a group of some car owners, you know, uh, officials, drivers that that kind of kind of was under behind the scenes the last couple of years. The 360s raced on a regular basis at Eagle, and we did a lot of work with extra point fund stuff and that. But it was, I mean, the handwriting was on the wall. A lot of the regular weekly guys. You know, we'd start the year with 20 plus cars, you know, 24, 26 cars oh, yeah. on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And by the time we got to mid-August, the guys that couldn't afford it, if they, if, if they did had any crash repair or if they had any engine, you know, severe engine issues and stuff like that, they didn't make the whole season. And then pretty soon you're looking at 12, 13 cars at a weekly show. And 
like I said, the handwriting was kind of on the wall. Nobody really wanted to see 360 race and die because it originated, you know, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it kind of came that circle again, the, the, between the haves and the have nots, you know, it, it got pretty expensive for the guy on a weekly basis. And if you don't have it, you're running against it, you know, and, uh, it's it's worked out good for both parties and i think i think last year was one of our best years for the series it's a shame shame the uh, the virus and and everything else kind of kept things under wraps for the first part of this year because because i think things were really looking looking toward a really good 2020 you know absolutely i think you know it, it is kind of you know i think when this first happened when you know an eagle dropped 360s and i think people were trying to you know spell doom and gloom pick sides like uh, you know kind of like Early, well, you know, early 2000s but uh, they were they've they were definitely pick, they were definitely picking sides but yeah and and the first year to two years especially the first year the 305s struggled a little bit you know mm-hmm. there was a big learning curve you know and and they weren't maybe as there was no comparison and they have evolved into a pretty good uh, the the solution for a weekly show versus the specials that nobody wants to see die because everybody loves the speed of that 360 sure. you know and even though the lap times the corner speeds aren't that far apart it's that burst of acceleration down the straightaway that that everybody it gets everybody in the grandstand you know gets them fired up and and uh you know i, I don't think it'll ever die i really don't i know i don't either. i think i think it'll, it'll stay alive and and even if it does morph into the touring series which i think is great i'm 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 not i i we don't you know we don't even race eagle on a re- weekly basis with the 305 car and we like to do some specials and cody's got a pretty full plate with his own machines you know and it, whenever there's an off night or if we get rain or something like that he hops in my car and we go have some fun but uh you know, we've had a pretty good season so far. I mean, he's we probably passed more cars with the exception of his 410 running and even a couple nights when he ran the 410, you know. Uh, in my car, he's, he's come from 19th to 2nd, from 20th to 10th, and from 18th to 9th. And last week at Knoxville, he had one of his better runs. Uh, he started 18th. Their qualifying procedure we don't even get into. But... Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, if you, if you don't time trial good, you know, it's no. doom and gloom, you know, yep. but, but, uh, uh, he started back in the 18th and he had it rolling down on the bottom and, and he actually, there was a green white checkered right at the end. And he actually passed up to seventh and on the white flag lap, he missed the bottom of turn one and two and a couple guys got back by him. So we still ended up ninth, but he could have been very easily seventh. And that would have been his second best finish. You know, he, he's really not run Knoxville. Maybe maybe 20, 25 times out of five, six years of racing 360. And, you know, you when you, when you race the homeboys on their own track, you know, it's pretty darn tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of home tracks, uh, I kind of want to bring this up a little bit. You know, the Nebraska 360 started back out in 2013, and there's been two tracks that kind of, you know, kind of took the series underneath their wings. Uh, Rising City out in Butler County was one of them. Unfortunately, that track's kind of gone under lately, but... Joe Kosiski, man, he's put a lot of heart and soul into this series. Uh, he helps you guys out every time he can. Hosts a lot of races. Yep. Just talk about that facility a little bit and what, he's, what fans he's can see. The, he's the he's the backbone, and and gosh, the speeds that they turn. You know, uh, the 360s are probably a couple seconds faster than the Lucas Oil late models, and everybody everybody oohs and ahs about the Silver Dollar Nationals. You know, and, and oh boy, the big guys are coming in and everything. Well, you know. 
uh, well, wait a minute. You know, you look at lap times when the 360s are there, and they're a couple seconds faster than Bloomer and and, and all the big dogs, Bobby Pierce, and, and the guys that are at the top of that Lucas Oil deal. You know, so it, it is a, it is one fast racetrack. And, and lately, you know, there's been some really good competition down there. You know, the short tracks tend to breed a little closer competition. But, uh, gosh, everybody stepped up their game a little bit. And there's a lot of guys with good equipment. And Jamie Ball's come over and run good. You talked about Matt Jewell. Matt Jewell, you know, he was, he was really good last year. Christopher Martin's got good equipment, you know. Uh, so you expect him to be in that top five whenever he comes over. Clint Garner, he usually comes over for the fall brawl and, and some of that stuff. Lee Gross is always tough when he comes down, you know. Plus, then you, you add – you know, six or eight Nebraska guys that are, that are at the top of their game. And, and, you know, you got 16 guys that realistically got a chance to win that feature. And it, a lot of it's the luck of the draw and boy, speaking about luck and drawing, you, you know, get jacked over off them first couple rows, you know, he can still get there as he proved up at I 90 the other night, he took the back row challenge and he missed like by two, two or three tenths of a second. He was, he was up next to the guy when the checker flag flew. And yeah. I heard the guy putting up the money gave him the money anyway because yeah. he put on such a good show. That explains why he moved up 22 spots. I didn't realize there was a back row challenge that <laughs> night. Oh, yeah, yeah. He took the back row challenge, and it was an extra two grand if he could win from back there. And he was running fourth, and uh, it was tire management game uh, with two laps to go, uh, two cars out of the top four uh, blistered tires. And uh, so Jack Jack gets on this guy who had started up near the front, and and he just about run him down. Like I said, he was up next to him about halfway halfway by as the checkered flag flew, and and I guess the fans went crazy, you know, and, and that he almost won the deal. And uh, after the race was was over, they were all surrounding his pit area, you know. And I bet t-shirt sales were pretty good that night. Yeah, definitely. Everybody likes a winner, right? Oh, yeah, and and, he, and even you know. You get tired sometimes seeing a guy dominate, you know, which if you look at the the entirety of the of the Nebraska 360s since, as you mentioned, 2013, uh, Jack, obviously the winningest driver and always the most wins in a season, even though there's a few years went by that he didn't win the points championship for one reason or the other. However, he has won the most point championships. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, tough to beat a guy like that. He's he's. You know, he's a guy that's been out on the national ASCS tour for a couple of years, and he's got the ability, if if the timing was right and the funding was right and everything like that, he could be a player, you know, without a doubt. But uh, he chooses to, you know, he, he get, they got a, a good family-owned business, you know, towing business, and, uh, and uh, he does well, you know, racing around here and that's the, that's the name of that game. Yeah, there's definitely no lack of talent here in the Nebraska State. I was gonna say, I oh. think we are really blessed with a lot of skill around here. There's there's some great competitors in the state, and and, and you know, and even and even guys that haven't had the opportunity to to show it yet. But there's got there's guys that have just just started. Joey Danley's a good example. Of course, it's kind of hereditary. You know, he comes from a racing family, but 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 uh, guys guys that. If given the given the opportunity and, and given the good equipment, that they could hang and bang with 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 the big dogs in, in the 360 deal just as well as doing the 305 deal. It's just so gosh darn convenient, and the and the engine bills are are are. I mean, I just I I, I got my motor out that 
and, and getting fresh and again, we got 30 nights on the thing, you know, I mean, you're lucky. And I probably didn't really need to do the whole freshen, but we're, we're going to, we're going to do a little R and D with some stuff and the cam changes and, and, uh, that Zach's been working on and, and we're going to try a couple things. But so we said, well, let's, let's do the whole thing instead of just putting valve springs on it. We, we leaked down real good. And, and, uh, he, he built, I bought a used motor when I started this deal and, and it turned out to be pretty much a big POS, but, but, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Zach worked some magic on that thing and he built us a, built us a, a monster motor and, and we've been very competitive and, and at, at the nationals every year, a little bad luck here and there and a few circumstances that we won't talk about. And, uh, uh, but, uh, gosh, I think, you know, the goal is you don't have to win every race. You, you don't need, you know, but you just want to know that when you pull through the gate, you got a shot. And that's where we're at. I think Cody's that way with his 360 programs. And gosh, he's had some good 410 runs. He's, you know, made a couple outlaw features and, and uh, made an all-star feature and, and, and came close on the nights he didn't. So, and that's running against some pretty stout competition. Well, definitely, you know, Cody's, you know, he's become one of the, uh, one of the favorites, you know, one of the guys you're going to pick. So, you know, very, very few people realize he, you know, he's, he's just 22, you know, he's, he's been racing a sprint car since he's uh, 360 since he's been, since he's 16. So he's got, he's got, you know, six years of experience already in a 360, but he's, he's on the, on the South side of, you know, 30 years old. They say, they say, you know, that, that when you're about 30 years old, 30, 30, 32 years old, you're really coming to your own as a driver. So, so he's got some, he's got some room to grow yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Stan, I want to thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, Sure. Yeah, we'll see you uh, Friday night at I eighty. Most definitely. Look forward to it. see you guys there. Oh, and by the way, I want to tell I want to tell Jason he got a great shot of Gunner Pike down there at Eagle Saturday night. Look <laughs> today. That, yeah, you I haven't seen mine yet, so uh, I'll post that up later. <laughs> I made I made, a, I made a comment on that deal. I said that looks like a, a magazine shot to me. Uh, I'll tell you, it's probably one that Gunner would like to forget though. <laughs> yes. For yeah, sure. yeah. I, I hate to see that because he had a really really good run the week before and. Gunner's a really good kid, and I think you know he's he's kind of adapted to it, you know, with a second place finish already, and only racing the the sprint car ranks, you know, maybe six seven races. That's pretty darn good. So yeah, I mean, Pat, the past two weeks he's had he's had a quite an awakening to sprint car races, from the highest to the lows. Yeah, from from the penthouse to the outhouse. <laughs> That's right. Yep. All right. Well, Stan, thanks for jumping on, and uh, like I said, we'll see you Friday night. Good talking to you guys. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot, Stan. All right, that was Stan Caesar, the voice of the Speedway out of I-80, previewing this week's uh, Nebraska 360 race. You know, I think he, he had a really good point that I never even thought about. One, I did not know that Cody Ledger was only 22. No, not at all. For some reason, I thought he was older than that. But um, hey, do your research, Jason. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he pointed out how much talent is in the area. And, you know, and so to me, it kind of, and he talks, you know, talked about Jack Dover. And so it kind of highlights just how, you know, the accomplishment Jack Dover's had is that he is, he's beating some very good talent when he does win. And there are plenty of people that will give Jack Dover a run for his money and, uh, you know, and, and, and have, and have beaten him. So it's, we've got a tremendous, um, pool to, to watch. It isn't just one guy. It's, it's a heck of a show every time. No, it's not. I mean, we have former like Jack Dover, former ASCS national racer. We have former outlaw racers, and we have the local guys that can just, you know, run up front any given night. Absolutely. And we are, you know, we're really spoiled again as sprint car fans because what's been great about this is, you know, again, when the kind of that break off happened and 360s went off on their own deal, it was, 
you wondered what would happen, but the nice thing is they've both um, not just survived, but they both thrived. And it's, it's really great to see, you know, that people have the opportunity maybe to the, the 360s are kind of nice. Cause like they, they run at some different tracks. They're kind of a little more of a touring organization. There's, there's that flavor to it. And then you can come home and watch three fives and you can see sometimes the same guys running, you know, both, both, uh, events. Yeah, I mean, any given time you'll you'll see Tyler Drukey start strapping a three sixty. He matches Joey Dan. He's running for the famed Gary Swanson. So I mean, yeah, you'll get to see these guys, you know, in a multiple of different cars. Definitely take it. Take a trip if you haven't. You know, if you're kind of that Eagle Raceway guy, go go take a trip out to I eighty and, and check out the three sixties. And definitely, and if you're one of those anti three hundred five guys, I you know I highly recommend going out to Eagle. Check it out. It's you, become you won't be disappointed. Like Stan said, I think first year you kind of everybody was kind of finding their way around. Um, as we've had our drivers on here before said, you know, the setups are different. Um, it, it took, it took some learning, but now as, as we've seen on some of these nights, you know, the first night at Eagle and all that, and, and many before it's just as uh, thrilling of a show as, and as any other year. Yep. And Brad Brown, I'm talking to you, bud. <laughs> all right. I think that is going to do it for this edition. Uh, Jason, you got plans for this weekend? You know, I don't know yet. Uh, I-80 is still in the cards. On the other hand, um, a lot of beer and some pay-per-view are sitting, are looking pretty good, too. I am going to be heading out to I-80 for that Nebraska 360 race on Saturday night. It is date night as we are going to the Garth Brooks Drive-In Spectacular. Friends in low places. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we will catch everybody on the flip side. <laughs>